Sound the clarion, fill the fife, throughout the sensual world proclaim. One crowded hour of glorious life is worth an age without a name. In this episode of the podcast, we will be talking about a soldier, a general, a legend. It is not easy fighting for somebody else's cause. While the whole world sits, when the great powers unseed of wits, only the righteous demand justice. It is very difficult to stand up against everybody in the room, but the virtuous make it seem so easy. Our Indian culture, our history, our elders have told us to do so. Walking on such a path is never easy. Many hurdles full of people try to pull you down, but anybody who remembers the one, the creator, the God cannot be defeated. Although when no peaceful ways work, one may resort to weapons. When the UN, the USA and other superpowers of that time did nothing to curb the wrongdoings of the Western Pakistan, India stepped up and helped East Pakistan to get its independence. Already mentioned before that when the Bola cyclone hit the coast of East Pakistan, it resulted in the lives of more than 500,000 people and a lot more cattle. The West Pakistan did not send any help to the East. Moreover. When a party from the east won the central elections, the dictator of Pakistan did not let it form the government. The whole world watched but did nothing. Then India decided to help Bangladesh get its independence. In the previous episodes, we have talked about the happenings on the western front. Now, in this episode, we will be talking about developments on the eastern side, specifically focusing on General Sagat Singh. My birthplace, a land of unbound martyrs, heard scores of legends of the eternal warriors, was the day when I decided to become one, one among the millions, one among the stars which shine so bright, I decided to become a soldier. Major General Sukhwant Singh, who was the DDMO during the 1971 war, recollects the meeting when they were discussing the plan for four corps. Sagat Singh was insisting that the primary target of his corps should be the reduction of the fortress at Komila, while the DMO's office was insisting that it should be the capture of Ashuganj Bridge over the Meghna River. Ashuganj Bridge was the only bridge that spanned the huge Meghna River which at its narrowest point was more than 4,000 yards wide. Sagat Singh saw no point in its capture when Dhaka was never given as an objective for him. But when someone mentioned that its capture would enable four corps to win the race to Dhaka, it brought a glint into his eyes. One could safely assume that once the battle was joined, Sagat would join the race to Dhaka himself, even though this was never been specifically assigned as his task. The southernmost subsector of Komila, 
the rapid advance of the 23rd division saw that all pakistani troops in the area withdrew to the fortress town of komela where it was contained successfully till the end of the war major objectives like chandpur and dodgondi were captured virtually without a fight as the enemy was in total confusion regarding the location of indian troops and preferred evacuation rather than battle lieutenant general sagat singh was continuously monitoring by helicopter the operations along his wide front while on a visit by helicopter to dodgondi sagat singh wanted to take a look at chandpur to see how our troops were faring arriving over chandpur flying at low level they could see no ground activity in chandpur lots of civilians were waving flags observing this sagat instructed the pilot to land the helicopter at a field nearby and getting down from the helicopter walked down to some locals standing nearby to get information the locals managed to communicate to him that the pakistanis had already vacated chandpur immediately sagat got back to the helicopter and made to the nearest indian army post at laksham there he instructed the ground troops to go to chandpur and take up positions by the evening of 7 december chandpur was in indian hands and sagat singh was credited with having captured chandpur single handed for his bosses his role in the war of 1971 was over but on that very cold winter morning of 9 december 1971 lieutenant general sagat thought otherwise from his perspective the only thing that stood between the indian army and absolute victory was the 4000 feet wide meghna river the pakistan army had strategically destroyed the ashok ganj link the solitary bridge that spanned one of the broadest rivers in the region boarding an indian air force helicopter lieutenant general sagat undertook a dangerous mission over bihara bazar his chopper was targeted by very accurate machine gun fires by the pakistani troops bullets narrowly missed lieutenant general sagat's forehead the main windshield shattered and the splintering glass injured him the pilot received serious bullet wounds the co-pilot managed to return to base despite 65 hits the army doctors dressing lieutenant general's arm and forehead insisted that he take rest for 24 hours before resuming command but the lieutenant general who had narrowly escaped death many times before immediately embarked on another mission in a chopper and returned to lead his men into the battlefield then in an astounding operation lieutenant general sagat accomplished the impossible under his command on the nights of 9th december and 10th december the squad of brave pilots of the 14 iaf mi4 choppers flew 110 sorties using the element of surprise group captain chandan singh magnificently airlifted the entire 311 brigade with 23 troops in each flight simultaneously 73rd brigade moved across meghna on boats and riverine crafts next day uss enterprise and the us 7th fleet were poised to enter the bay of bengal at that crucial time lieutenant general sagat with 3000 troops and 40 tons of equipment and heavy guns was strategically positioned on the western bank of the mighty meghna ahead of them lay the gates of fortress dhaka and the road to victory the message that lieutenant general sagat and his men had reached the other side of meghna was delivered in the office of the prime minister 
of India in distant New Delhi. It has been recorded that on hearing the news, Indira Gandhi, the then Prime Minister of India, beaming with joy and with wind in her hair, ran across the corridor of her office. The Prime Minister personally commended Lieutenant General Sagat and sent congratulatory messages to the Indian forces now racing towards Dhaka. Few notable moments can change the outcome of any war. The crossing of the Meghna by the Indian Air Force and Army was the most important and decisive operation in the Bangladesh war. The dare and dash initiative of the field commander that smashed its way through the pride of the Pakistani Army was a major factor in India's triumphant march towards Dhaka. On the 12th day of the war, the first artillery shell of the Indian Army fell inside the Dhaka cantonment. Pakistan's martial law administrator, Lieutenant General Abdul Khan Niazi, the man behind the impregnable fortress Dhaka strategy, had a press conference at Dhaka airport and promised to fight to the last man, last round. But within hours, Lieutenant General Niazi reached the breaking point. On Thursday, 16 December 1971, a date that will live in shame in Pakistan, a supremely confident Lieutenant General Sagat was introduced to the grim-faced Lieutenant General Niazi at the race course in Dhaka. The Pakistani commander is reported to have exclaimed in admiration and said, Oh my God, you've accomplished the inconceivable. On the darkest day in Pakistani history, Lieutenant General Niazi borrowed a pen from Surajit Sen of All India Radio and signed five copies of the Instrument of Surrender. Lieutenant General Jagjit Singh Aroda accepted the surrender on behalf of India. No words were exchanged. There was nothing left to be said. That instrument of surrender was the first and the only public surrender in world history. Simultaneously, 93,000 Pakistani officers, soldiers, civilian officials and allies laid down their arms. This was a feat unparalleled in the annals of warfare. It was the fastest successful military campaigns of modern times and the swiftest liberation of a nation ever. After the instrument of surrender was signed on 16 December 1971, the Prime Minister visited Dhaka, profusely thanked General Sagat and saw to it that he stayed in Dhaka to assist the Mujibur Rahman government. Colonel Ranvijay Singh, General Sagat's son, remembers that his father always led from the front and no matter how difficult the mission was, carried the under command with him. Even as a very senior commander, he exposed himself routinely to danger. He narrowly escaped death many times and went beyond the call of duty to achieve the task plus by capturing Dhaka in a very unique way. On General Sagat's death, General K.K. Singh paid him the ultimate tribute. General K.K. says this about General Sagat, a great general who had become a legend in his lifetime. India will not see the likes of Sagat Singh again. Not only did General Sagat fight the Indo-Pak War of 1971, but also fought the Indo-Pak War of 1965, the Indo-China War and World War II. Singing the unsung salutes such a legend. In the next episode, we will be summarizing Operation Cactus Lily and will be ending the Indo-Pak War 1971. Till then, Jai Jawan, Jai Kisan, Jai Hind.
ਤੂਫਾਨ ਬਖਾਰ ਚੜਿਆ ਹੋ ਗਿਆ ਫੇਰ ਵੀ ਸਿੰਘ ਸਰਦਾਰ ਨਲੂਆ